yeah. Welcome to Big Booth Bets. It's the Get the Money Podcast. I am Nate Stevenson, and as always, I am joined by Mr. Big Boofy Skirman and Mr. Tony T-Bone Guarino. How's everybody doing after uh, what I hope was a very Merry Christmas? I'm doing good, brother. Christmas was very merry, and I am actually coming to you guys from Tampa Bay, my new home. So, t- testing out the new the new podcast setup here, and looking to bring, deliver on a good episode. Yeah, very nice, Poof. Yeah, I saw you lucky SOB already on the beach there. Uh, well, it's 40 degrees and snowing up here in the in good old PA, so uh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, no, man, it's good to see you guys. Everything's going good down there so far for you, and uh, hopefully it continues. And um, how about you, Tone? May all lost units be forgot. <laughs> uh, it was a Merry Christmas, and I'm hoping for a very Happy New Year. Uh, not much else other than that. Boof, we miss you already. But why don't you uh, go ahead and recap those locks for us? Uh, we took it in the teeth a little bit last week. Locks went two and seven. Uh, our winners were the Saturday teaser with the Colts and Packers, and then the Bengals minus seven. Uh, losers were the 49ers minus three, Chargers minus 10, Falcons minus five and a half, Bills and Seahawks in a teaser, Cowboys and WFT under 47 and a half. Saints and Dolphins over 37 and a half, and the Steelers plus 10. So that'll bring our season total for the year back to even Steven, uh, 72, 72 and 4, with a 50% success rate. Not where we want to be, still treading water. Hopefully we at least get into comfortably into the black by the end of the year here. Amen. Let's, uh, speaking of, let's, let's get cracking on that. Let's do it. All right, well, no Thursday game this week or Saturday, so right into Sunday, we'll start things off with the Las Vegas Raiders at the Indianapolis Colts, the Colts laying seven, and you're over-under at 44.5. I like the Raiders here. We've got Carson Wentz dealing with COVID. Word on the street is they put a call out to Phillip Rivers, and uh, it's my understanding he said no. (laughs) Um, So obviously we're going to be – Bit of a downgrade there offensively. And I think the Raiders getting a full touchdown here. I think that is all we're going to need to be able to cover that. Um, I also like the under in the game. Uh, as stated, no uh, Carson Wentz for the Colts. Um, the Colts in general have just been playing in lower scoring games. And I think the Raiders have been struggling since the loss of Henry Ruggs to put up a ton of points. So I think we can hit the under here as well. Yeah, I totally agree, Boof. Uh, beyond the gift of uh, the, the the penalty gifts uh, that were given to them on Thanksgiving where they put up 36 points, they have not even touched 20 in uh, seven of their last eight games, that eighth game obviously being that Dallas game. So I definitely have confidence that there's uh, not going to be a lot of points on the Raiders' side. And on the cold side, we potentially are going to have Sam Ellinger quarterback and not Carson Wentz. And that uh, is on top of the fact that, as you already mentioned, the Colts seem to be playing in uh, lower scoring games. So um, give me the seven with the Raiders, especially with who we're expecting to start a quarterback for the Colts. And uh, with both teams' uh, scoring abilities, uh, I also like the under as well. So um, I want to start off the double lock there, Booth. I sure do. 
Oh, yeah, let's do it. Double lock. Lock it in. Get that money. All right, up next we have the New York Giants at the Chicago Bears. Bears laying five and a half. And you're over under at 37. Even though I am tempted to lay the points here with the Bears, with uh, BDN, good old big, um, you know what I mean, Nick Foles. At quarterback for the Bears, getting that upset of the Seahawks last week. It's just there's something that if I say like Bears and laying points in the same sentence, like I want to throw up in my mouth. So I uh, I just cannot – I can't do it. Just a lean to the Bears for me. Uh, yeah, for me, this, uh, this is pretty darn close to poop plus poop equals poop, and I still do not want any of this poop. Yeah, I agree. Maybe we'll just call it vomit. Okay, moving on. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New York Jets. Bucks laying 13, and you're over-under at 45 and a half. Well, I think uh, I had to learn my lesson from last week's pizza box beatdown that the Bucks put on me uh, against the Panthers. And I think they have a similar game here against the Jets where, yeah, yeah, there's no, you know, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans probably still won't play, blah, blah, blah. No problem. We just bring back Antonio Brown. He'll get probably 15 targets and another 130 yards. And the Bucs are going to cruise here. So I like the Bucs minus 13. What say you, Nate? I'm glad to hear you've learned your lesson, Boof, because uh, as I was all ready to lay all these stats on you, so it's good that I don't need to convince you. But uh, just for the sake of the people, as you already mentioned, the Bucks play bad teams. And uh, the five games they've played against teams with less than six wins, they're 5-0 and straight up, 5-0 and against the spread, and with beating them by scores of 48-25 to and 30-17 to against, both, uh, against Atlanta both times, and 38-3 to against Chicago, 30-10 to against the Giants, and... Booth's pizza box loss last week, 32-6 to against the Carolina Panthers. So, obviously, the Jets suck. We're laying, what, 13 here, Booth, right? 13. No problem. Lay it and lock it in and get that money. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, now we have the Atlanta Falcons at the Buffalo Bills. Bills laying 14 and a half. And you're over-under at 44. Speaking of teams that play bad teams, it's a perfect transition here. Uh, we got Buffalo. They also beat the crap out of bad teams. And then we have the perfect match in the Atlanta Falcons who have double digit losses against six of the seven teams on their schedule, currently over 500. And the only one of those that they did not cover, did not beat by double digits was Miami. And, um, that was when Miami was in the midst of their seven game losing streak and Atlanta actually won. But, uh, beyond that, as I said, double-digit losses to six of seven teams on their schedule, currently over 500. I like that combination for the Bills to absolutely lay a Millennium Falcon-sized beatdown on Atlanta. All right, so full disclosure, my first instinct was to take the points with the Falcons here. But then Nate went, and went ahead and educated me on why I'm an idiot. So I'm on board with the Bills, and let's circle the wagons, baby, and get that money. Oh, yeah, get that money. All right, up next we have the Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington football team. The Eagles laying three and a half, and you're over-under at 44 and a half. Uh, I like the Eagles here. I think they're really playing their best football in the last couple weeks. Um, They've already beaten Washington by 10 earlier in the season. And conversely, I know Washington gets Taylor Heineke back this week. 
But uh, even when he's played recently, they still haven't been good. I think they're in a bit of a tailspin. And this has kind of turned into a lost season for them where they had much higher hopes. So uh, give me the Eagles minus three and a half. You know, Boof, it's really easy to be playing your best football when your last couple games are against the Giants with Fromm at quarterback and the football team with Gilbert at quarterback. <laughs> One of them was the football team, which you just said. I know. And we're going to trust me. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. But to, to, to continue this, you know, this, uh, to attack this narrative that the Eagles are a good football team. And we already mentioned their last couple of victories. They've also beat the Jets, the Saints with Simeon, the Broncos, the Lions, the Panthers, and the Falcons. The Eagles have not beaten a team with a winning record yet this year. Yet this year. And honestly, um, I truly believe if the football team isn't ravaged by COVID the past couple weeks, the football team would have a winning record. And it's looking this week that the, the football team should have a at least close. That's the best I can give you at the moment. I need a little bit more clarity on, on who might uh, be available. But the best I can do at the moment is that I'm hearing that they should have close to their full roster. And considering it was a fairly competitive game uh, a couple weeks ago, when they had half their team missing due to COVID and Gilbert fresh off the street at quarterback, I I think the football team getting three and a half here at home is the way to go. And I am willing to put my hard-earned pizza box reputation on the line. Well, that's good. You took the words right out of my mouth, Nate. Perfect. Uh, let's go ahead and pizza box that, and I'm going to get that money. <laughs> no, you will, baby. All right, let's move on to the Kansas City Chiefs at the Cincinnati Bengals. Chiefs laying four and a half. And you over under at 51. I know what y'all are expecting here. You know, you want to hear it. Trust me, I want to say it. Because they're my they're my adopted favorite team. Especially since, you know, the Steelers are garbage until they fire Mike Tomlin. But uh, I, I just can't make myself do it. I, I think the Bengals at home getting the points is the better side. I'm not saying they win. So, you know, let's not take it that far. But... There's just some compelling stats that uh, I just can't overlook. Uh, it's Cincy is being the best team against man coverage in the league and one of the best against the Blitz in the league. And they're facing a KC defense that has the fifth highest man, cover- man coverage rate and likes to Blitz a lot. Those are a few pretty important st- stats for me. Considering the Bengals roll out three legit wide receivers, I just, I just can't. I just can't. Uh, I can't advise you guys to lay the late with the the Chiefs. So I would lean Cincinnati, but that's the best I can do. Yeah, I, I do think this is one of the better games on the slate this week, and I, I do tend to just stay away from those, uh, which is what I'm going to do. If you made me, I would lay it with the Chiefs. I do just think they're on a roll right now, and I would also lean towards the over if uh, you want to play the total. All right, up next we have the Jacksonville Jaguars at the New England Patriots. Patriots laying 16.5, and and you're over-under at 41.5. So I find myself conflicted between this is just an enormous number, so obviously you take the points, and then the Patriots just whooping up on bad teams, which obviously the Jaguars are. So I'm just going to pass because I really can't decide. Yeah, I agree, Boof. Uh You'd expect the Patriots to absolutely boat race the Jags. And when the Patriots have played bad teams this year, that's what they've done every time except uh, the one game in Houston. 
which they still came back and won. It's almost like they just slept, walked the first three quarters, like, oh, okay, we should win now. But uh, all, all other scenarios, and there were, I believe, at least uh, four or five instances, the Patriots covered um, one by double digits easily and covered this number in those games. So I, I do think that is the right way to go. But like you said, it's just so many points in such a small total. And to put it in blackjack terms, the book would say you take the points with the Jaguars. So I'm just going to say away. All right, moving on. We have the Miami Dolphins at the Tennessee Titans. The Titans laying three and a half. And you're over under at 40. Oh, man. So, yeah, I, I my lean is the Dolphins here just with how just – Ugh, the kind of both sides are here. I think this is a fairly even game. Uh, my lean was, so my lean would be taking the team that's getting the points. But the thing I feel the most confident about is the total in this game. You just have two offenses that aren't that great. Uh, Tennessee defense has been pretty solid, and I think they match up pretty well with the lack of explosiveness the Dolphins do have on offense. And uh, conversely, the Dolphins are now on a – what is that, a eight-game win streak now, I believe, Boof? Yeah, if you want to call it that. <laughs> hey, hey, man, it's all matters what the final score says. And, you know, I know. They, they just play who's on the schedule. That's right. That's right. They play who's on the schedule. They've, they've won their last eight straight. And I think a lot of that is on the strength of their defense. And uh, with the Titans' limitations, without Derrick Henry, obviously, and uh, – no Julio due to COVID, and their uh, number three wide receiver also out due to COVID. I believe the Dolphins have the firepower on defense to double team AJ Brown and take him out of the game. And uh, all, and we already talked about the limitations the Dolphins have on offense. So I think under forty here is a pretty good play. All right, just just one more time for the people here. Dolphins going back. Uh, they beat the Saints, who didn't have Simeon or Taysom Hill. Or Jameis Winston. So they're on their fourth quarterback. Uh, they had the Jets twice, the Giants, the Panthers, the Ravens, the Texans. So I'm still not a believer in the Dolphins at all. I like the Titans. Uh, I thought A.J. Brown coming back last week made a big difference for them. And then I like the over uh, pretty much for the same reasons that I just said here. So I am down to pizza box, both of them. If you would like, good sir. So, just uh, for clarity here, Booth. So, you're telling me that the Dolphins seemingly have this knack for getting teams missing several key player, key skill players offensively, and getting the win. No, I'm saying they've had a couple like that, and they they mostly have a knack for just having a very easy schedule. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I can't argue with that. But as you said, you play who's on the schedule, and. Um, you know what? I, I was just gonna pizza box the total with you, even though you were trying to shaft me out of a half a point. But you had the, you know, we had to give the the legit total for the people. So thank you, people. You 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 gave me a half a point because Booth obviously likes you more than he likes me because he didn't want to give me the half a point. So thank you, people. Um, but you know what? I am also gonna pizza box the, the spread on you spread on it too, Booth. Why not? We're gonna. We already went three and zero. I'm gonna go for four and zero this week. Beautiful. Double pizza box, and let's get that money. Oh, yeah. Get that money. All right. The final 1 o'clock game is the Los Angeles Rams at the Baltimore Ravens. Rams laying 4.5, and, and you're over-under at 46. I just don't like the spread. I, I think the Rams win, and I would say think, uh, but these are two teams definitely that need this game. 
the Rams to keep a hold of the, uh, their place at the top of their, their division. And obviously the Ravens just, uh, I would say for the playoffs, but in reality, whoever wins the AFC North is probably going to be the only playoff representative potentially. So uh, Ravens just at the very least for their playoff lives. Uh, getting four and a half, ugh, I would say Rams win. I'd lean that way and points. I'd say Ravens lean that way. It's just, I don't feel supremely confident uh, on either side, so uh, just going to pass it. Okay, so uh, last two games, Ravens have played two teams with some pretty good offenses here in the Packers and the Bengals. Uh, the totals of those games hit 62 and 61. Uh, both of those with the Ravens uh, on a backup quarterback. So I have confidence regardless of whether Lamar comes back or if it's Huntley or Johnson um, that we're going to see a high-scoring game here. And a total is only 46 and a half in this one. So I like the over. And uh, if you made me on the point spread, I would still take the Rams. I think they're the better team. Uh, but I really do like the over here uh, of 46 and a half. Yeah, Bufi, I can get on I can get on board with that uh, if you want to lock it. Yeah, let's lock that in, baby. Oh, yeah, lock it in. Get that money. All right, that takes us into the 4 o'clock hour where we'll start with the Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers laying six and a half, and you're over under at 45 and a half. I'm still pretty angry at the Chargers last week for screwing me on a lock and multiple parlays. So I'm already like looking to take the Broncos. And then I go back into the schedule here. We get a nice reminder that the Broncos already whooped these guys earlier in the season as well. So I'm going to take the Broncos getting almost a touchdown here. I'll let Nate tell you why he's an idiot. <laughs> Trust me, Boof. I feel you in your disdain currently uh, for the Chargers. Is yeah, I was. I I thought some stuff I thought looked really nice last week, and like the Chargers were just the first thing to fall uh, on parlays that I was very excited about. But uh, anyway, I digress. I unfortunately and reluctantly want to take the Chargers here, and this has actually more to do with who's playing quarterback for the Broncos. We are, we are going to have to deal with Teddy Covers. We got Drew Locke. Drew Locke who can't score. Drew Locke who couldn't beat the freaking Raiders last week. And on top of that, they only scored one touchdown. So I, I definitely do not have a lot of confidence in Drew Locke to put up the necessary amount of points to uh, cover the number. So I think Justin and the boys get it back on track and uh, – do what they need to do to maintain their playoff positioning or at least their good chance of them. And uh, I will lay it with the Chargers. And if you're feeling freaky, Boof, I'll pizza box that one too. Boy, this might be like my chasing the dragon pizza box version style here, a rage pizza box. But uh, yeah, let's do it, man. I'm down. Oh, yeah, let's go. We already went 3 0. We're going for 4 0, baby. All right, moving on, we have the Houston Texans at the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers laying 12-and-a-half, and you're over-under at 44. All right, so what I'm hearing so far is that Jimmy Garoppolo has a torn ligament and broken thumb in his throwing hand, so looking like Trey Lance is going to get the start. Uh, no confirmation on that yet, but he has gotten all the starters reps in practice this week, and with how much more talented across the board the Niners are, I just don't see how they they don't cover this number easily. So uh, give me the 49ers. 
Yeah, I see it the same way. I think last week was a bit of a fluke with the Texans, and I don't see them being able to do it on the road against the 49ers uh, who really need this game. And I believe that Mike Shanahan will drop a nice game plan to take advantage of some of Trey Lance's unique talents here. And I see this as a 49ers beatdown. So uh, let's go ahead and lock it in. Oh, yeah, lock it in. Get that money. All right. Up next, we have the Arizona Cardinals at the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys laying six in your over-under at 51 and a half. Uh, I like the Cowboys here. I think they are really on a roll. I think they've kind of found their rhythm that they had earlier in the season offensively. And uh, conversely, the Cardinals, as Nate pointed out last week, have a little bit of the Cliff Kingsbury finish the season blues. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and lay it with the Cowboys here. Yeah, you said it, Boof. And uh, for those who missed last week's episode, uh, just go to the Cardinals portion of the podcast and you'll hear a bunch of stats that say how horrible Cliff Kingsbury is at closing out seasons. And uh, the trend continues this year. I definitely think the Cowboys, laying the points of the Cowboys, is the uh, right way to go. And uh, I'm down to lay with you, baby. Well, then let's lock that in, baby. And let's get that money. Oh, yeah, get that money. Boys! All right, moving on. We have the Carolina Panthers at the New Orleans Saints. Saints laying six and a half, and you're over-under at 38. I really don't know which side to take in this game. Both offenses aren't very good. Both defenses are pretty good. So I I would say if you made me pick anything in this game, it would be the under. But I generally don't like taking totals in the 30s, under uh, unders on totals in the 30s. So... I'm just going to most likely stay away. Uh, yeah, I see it the same way. Taysom Hill is expected to be back, but I, I just don't want to lay six and a half points with the Saints. It, it's too much for me, so I'm going to pass. All right, the final 4 o'clock game for Sunday is the Detroit Lions at the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks laying seven, and you're over-under at 42 and a half. Um, I'm going to take the Seahawks here. Obviously, last week was a very disappointing performance against the Bears. Um, but I think the Lions are in a unique tier with the Texans and the Jaguars, which we have illustrated multiple times this season. And the Seahawks did take care of business against the Texans and the Jaguars earlier in the year, uh, covering a total this high. I believe they won by like 17 and 15 in those two games. So go ahead. Give me the Seahawks here. I'm going to lay the seven. Yeah, Boof, you talked me into this. I was I was going to go Lions just with their penchant to you know play unexpectedly close games, or at least close enough that they cover. And then you very adeptly pointed out how the Seahawks clay teams are in the same tier as the Lions, and I just think that's too that's too much to ignore. So uh, I'll lay it with you. Well, then let's lock it in, baby, and get that money. Oh yeah, get that money. All right, let's take it to Sunday night where we have the Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. Packers laying seven, and you're over-under at 46.5. Too many points here to lay with the pack. Uh, that would be my lean, but uh, the Vikings just, they have a they have a penchant for playing close games. Um, having said that, there is no Adam Thielen. I think that's a factor. They're playing in Lambeau, definitely a factor. And you, there's also the trend of primetime Kirk just being really, really bad. So, uh, like I said, lean to the Packers. Uh, I think they win the game. That's about it. Yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting stuff when I was looking at this one. 
first one is the Vikings always keep it close. So you already want to take them uh, with the seven points. But then you got to factor in no Adam Thielen. Um, first game, the Vikings actually won, and that was, what, 34 to 31. So you're kind of thinking over. Uh, but again, this one's at Lambeau. No Adam Thielen. The Packers defense has been a lot better lately. Um, ultimately, I'm going to pass. But if you made me, I would go Vikings with the points and over. Yeah, one more note too, Booth. Uh, Jair, Jair, almost forgot to mention Jair Alexander's back. So uh, you can expect him to be locked on Jefferson. And with no Thielen, definitely makes it a little easier to play defense for the Pack as well. So um, just another more food for thought for the people. Uh, full disclosure, the podcast is recorded um, usually the day before uh, editing takes place. So at the time of recording, the Packers line uh, was seven and the over-under was 46 and a half. However, uh, as of today, in the editing process, it was just announced like 10 minutes ago that Kirk Cousins is out with COVID-19. Uh, that has drastically affected the lines. So um, make sure you're considering that when uh, looking at your bets. All right, that just leaves us with our Monday night game, which is the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Browns laying three and a half, and you're over under at 41. So, yeah, word on the street is this might be Ben Roethlisberger's last game at Hans Field in front of the the fans. I think the combination of that and my boy Mike Tomlin getting, getting the guys ready to go here and possibly sneaking into the back door of the playoffs. Uh, give me the Steelers getting revenge from last year's game. Steelers plus three and a half. We're going to queue up Renegade one more time for old Big Ben. For old time's sake. One more time against the Brownies. We're going to put aside my Tomlin hate for one week. Ben owns Ohio. Ben does own Ohio. Ben does own Ohio. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Lock it in. Plus three and a half. Get that money. All right. A yin explosion to end the year. Why don't uh, Booth give us that final recap of 2021? And Happy New Year, everyone. All right. We've got eight locks this week. They are Raiders plus seven, Raiders and Colts under 44 and a half, Bucks minus 13, Bills minus 14. Rams and Ravens to go over 46 and a half. 49ers minus 12 and a half. Cowboys minus six. And the Seahawks minus seven. And as always, we'll turn it over here to Nate for some parlays for the people. Oh, yes, Boof. But uh, you know, let's, let's not forget, before we get to parlays for the people, can we get a review of those pizza boxes since there's so many of them this week? <laughs> we do. We have four pizza boxes. They are, I have uh, Eagles minus three and a half, the Dolphins and Titans over 40 points, uh, the Titans minus three and a half, and the Broncos plus six and a half. So obviously Nate has the opposite of all of those. I do. I do. That sounds like a 4-0 oh sweep. I like it. It does I like, like it. a 4-0 oh sweep. I agree. <laughs> I'm sure you would think that. And just uh, one more thing before we get to, you know, the – Everybody's favorite segment of the week. Uh, we did have a friend ask us that uh, what is the pizza box, and so just to give everybody a just a quick little synopsis here, our boy Boof back in the day used to keep track of his beer pong matches on an old cardboard pizza box, and on an annual basis, uh, their win loss records, and that has basically translated into how we keep track of our 
um, head-to-head uh, disagreements um, on, on the podcast here. Uh, would you say that that is a, a fair synopsis, Boo? Uh, yes, I appreciate you diving that deep with the backstory. Um, but also, when Nate and I lived together, I think this is more relevant. We kept track of our own pizza box matchups on a pizza box that we had taped up on the wall for the year as well. Indeed. Indeed. That's, uh, yep, that's, uh, that is the pizza box history. So there's there's nothing else more than that, but we did have a, have a great suggestion, which uh, we will be diving into and letting the people know what we decide. Uh this year, whoever wins the pizza box, there will be a prize. It may or may not involve um, sending somebody pizza. Um, I'm sure we'll figure that out. But uh, there's even some more exciting ways we might dive into this in the future, which we'll get into. But just wanted to let the people know, um, you know, we had some questions. So there you go. And uh, now it's time for Parlays for the People. We got three tiers to the system this week. And in our first tier, the big guy, it's the take a few. It's not a retirement parlay, but it's take it's take a few. It's take a few years off. It's weird how to classify it because now uh, I'm doing this. I'm, I normally make these on FanDuel and FanDuel now has this new same game parlay plus where you can combine all kind of parlays and all this stuff so whereas i would normally do the go to the parlay section and you know just pick from a myriad of um spread and total parlays that i like if there's something i like there now you can just make your own spread and make your own total and uh put that in your parlay so that's what i did so technically this is a 25 leg parlay but in reality it's like 17 i think 17 or 18, because there's a few of them that are just the combo parlays that are normally in this thing every week. I just made them better and more, and hopefully we hit it. So here we go. We're going Las Vegas plus 14 and a half and under 51 and a half. Chicago money line and under 44 and a half. Tampa Bay minus nine and a half and under 53 and a half. Buffalo minus nine and a half and team total over 29 and a half. Dallas money line and under 59 and a half. Washington football team plus 10 and a half and under 52 and a half. Cincy plus 14 and a half and over 41 and a half. New England minus nine and a half and under 52 and a half. The Stellars plus eight and a half and under 49 and a half. Rams money line, Chargers money line, Green Bay money line, New Orleans money line, Chicago money line. San Fran minus six and a half, Detroit plus 14 and a half, or if you just want to throw a Seattle minus seven in there, you can do that too, or just make them both and hit them both. And the, the last, oh, almost forgot the last one, uh, we got Miami, Tennessee under 39 and a half, which obviously now has changed since I wrote this down, it's now 40, so you get an extra half a point. So, and that is 25 legs. Plus 379,726. So you're just a little under 400K on a $100 bet. That will definitely pay off the Christmas credit cards. 
And moving on, uh, we have, it, on, I'm going to be honest with you, everybody, it was kind of hard with the really big spreads to, to pick a, a good get-out-of-jail-free parlay for y'all this week. So we kind of have a heavy version of the get-out-of-jail-free parlay this week. We got we got two versions of it. Uh, we're going to go Tampa Bay minus 9.5 because, as you heard, they clay. And under 57.5 because the Jets don't score. We're going to go New England minus 9.5 because they clay, they clay crappy teams. And under 52.5 because the Jags won't score. Buffalo clays bad teams, so Buffalo minus 9.5. Washington football team plus 10.5 because um, half the team was missing with COVID and they only lost by 10 last time. So I expect them to cover 10.5. Cincy plus 14 and a half. We're at home. I that with that offense, we got this. San Francisco is gonna play a bad team. San Francisco minus six and a half. Dallas Moneyline, they're playing the crashing Cliff Kingsbury's. And Pittsburgh plus eight and a half. Dude, it's Big Ben's last home start against the Browns. Are they they're gonna win. They're gonna win. We're getting eight and a half. I like that. Ten legs. We're going plus 25-38 on the odds. So $100 bet, we need just over $2,500. And if you want to be a little bit safer, just subtract the football team and Cincy from that exact parlay to bring it down to eight legs and plus $1,435. I'm not going to lie, Booth. I like all of these things. Probably has something to do with the fact that I literally manipulated and made them all up myself. <laughs> yeah, man, I know, I know you were very excited about the new FanDuel feature. Very much. Very much. All right, Nate. Well, thank you as always. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on all social media and be ready for props that will go out this weekend and any other locks that we decide to put out there. And most importantly, best of luck to everybody, and let's get that money. Oh, yeah. Get that money. Happy New Year, everybody. Thomas still sucks. Bye.